work on your body every day, pushing it to the limits, but you just can't get to the next level. Well, that changes today. This is the Power Building Podcast. If it's physique competitions, powerlifting, sports psychology, or sports nutrition, Chris Marzarella is the quintessential go-to. Keeping it real, you're listening to the Power Building Podcast, and this is your host, Chris, Chris Marzarella. Marzarella. Hey folks, today we have Alan Roberts with us. This is a big interview for me, and we're going to take it away with Alan. Who are you? Uh, well, my name is Alan Roberts. I run several fitness companies. Uh, we run Every Damn Day Fitness, Damn Serenity, The Damn Collective, uh, and we're partners in a supplement line called No Morbidity that is a non-stimulant, non-thermogenic-based appetite suppressant that is it's designed to help really big people get control, not just like everybody, but uh, it's designed to help people get control of their hunger so then they can get control of their lifestyle. Like we developed this theory a couple, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, that the biggest reason why people have a hard time losing weight and being healthy is because they give into their hunger. They're, they put themselves in a state of constant hunger. And it's easy for people to have willpower for the first, you know, six, seven months. But after a while, they give into that willpower. But instead, if you can find a way to make sure you control your hunger and it just becomes like the lifestyle you lead, and you're not hungry, it's just at less calories, then you're better off. So uh, we wrote a second book, Beyond Willpower, The Hunger Management Method, revolving around that and the development of the, uh, the supplement. The first book is called Fuck Being Fat, Solve Your Weight Problems, Once the Strong Mouth of Willpower. And it is very much like that book was very much kind of vomited out of my mouth. Like I just kind of spewed uh, <laughs> anything, anything, anything I wanted to say. Um, but I really like uh, uh, before... I started doing like the YouTube fitness thing for a long time. Uh, I was a healthcare executive. I was in charge of the nutrition departments for hospitals, skilled nursings, uh, assisted livings, long-term cares, uh, Alzheimer's wards, rehabilitation centers, a few jails. I uh, sat on the, on the county boards for disaster plans for uh, outbreaks and should like natural disasters happen and stuff like that for several counties in the United States. Uh, so like my story, my, like my entry into YouTube fitness realm was a little different where most of these guys came from being fitness trainers and I came from being in the healthcare industry. So. I have a similar background. I was a special education teacher for 15 years and I stopped in 2016. I was the only Republican conservative on the entire floor and I got, I got sabotaged. So uh, the thing was, constantly. I didn't, I didn't really like bother with politics, like talking about politics until like three years ago. Uh, Cause honestly, I'm an independent voter. Like I'm not, mm -hmm. I, I have, I have conservative ideals and I have liberal ideals. I'm, I'm more of a moderate. I refer to myself as a very kind of strict constitutionalist. Mm -hmm. And uh, I never talked about that stuff at all really before, because I don't really like the Democrats or the Republicans to tell you the truth. I think they're all, <laughs> I, I think they're all kind of just bullshit, you know, like, the new round of Republicans, I have hope for, but uh, you know, again, a lot of them, uh, a lot of them just seem to have been sold out. Like the last couple of years have been really telling to me because if these people that we elect in office, if they were actually in it for us, they would be doing a lot more to protect our rights than try to protect us from a cold, you know. And uh, in my mind, that really outed a lot of people, where the uh, it, it, like, er, like late in late in 2019, because I was not a Trump fan, 
by any stretch of the imagination. When he first mm -hmm. got elected, I did not vote for him in 2016 um, because I'm a big believer that maybe we shouldn't elect old rich people <laughs> to be president. Like, I mean, like, I, like I find that to be like, what if you're a billionaire, what's in it for you besides power, notoriety, impossible gain? You know what I mean? And I'm not yes. saying that he that he had that in mind. I just think that that's not what our founding fathers had in mind. Our founding fathers didn't like really, I don't think, had in mind to have like the elites run the fucking show, you know, which is very much what we have right now. Uh, but a couple of years later, my wife and I just kind of put our heads down, like right in 2000, about 2016, mm -hmm. in 2016, 2017 ish area, you know, somewhere is when I really started getting involved in YouTube and all like that. And by 2018, we were doing it kind of full time, uh, where we had coaching and everything like that. And shit was going, I mean, we, we launched like three businesses in like Trump's presidency. So very happy about that. Very, very, very let down by his, how he handled the pandemic. Very let down mm -hmm. by that. But, but uh, I didn't have that sort of problem in healthcare. Um, I, I was happy to leave uh, healthcare on my own more along the lines because I just realized that it's about money and we're not trying to actually help anybody. And I want to, I want people to be healthy and lead happy, healthy lives. And the healthcare industry just does not do that. The healthcare industry takes care of sickness and they treat, they treat illness. They don't actually try to get people to be healthy. There's no preventative measure at all. They would rather you take, uh, you know, pharmaceutical drugs than, than be healthy. So we just, we switched over. I got, I got more involved in talking about politics and, uh, and health online when, you know, kind of the 2020 hit when the COVID pandemic hit. And it was like March, March 15th, I believe it was, mm -hmm. uh, of 2020, where I was in Cozumel, Mexico, drunk. I've been uh, there. It's beautiful. Yeah. And like we were on a cruise. We got back onto the boat. My Wi-Fi connected because my wife and I still talk to clients every day while we were on our cruise. Uh, but uh I saw that like they were they were talking about closing like they were talking about curfews and shit like that and I just I'm drunk and I posted like hey you know right now there's, <laughs> right 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 now right now there's governors talking about uh, governors talking about curfews and the last I checked the government's not my mom and I'm not 14 so fuck a curfew I was like you know th this is a this is a you know this is a new a new cold virus you know keep the immunocompromised and the elderly like you know as safe as you can they have a right to isolate but. You know, remember that, you know, the, they, the government does not actually have the right to tell you you're not allowed to go someplace. They don't have the right to tell you what you're allowed to say. They don't have the right to tell you where you're allowed to go. They don't have the right to tell you how many people you can have at your house. They don't have the right for any of this. Uh, and I pretty much put out, to you know, if you let them take your freedom away, we're going to have to fight, like literally fight to get it back because freedom is given away but they need to be fought to get back. And that pissed off a lot of people that marked me on YouTube. Um, I lost a whole 60,000 subscriber channel that I used to just put my opinions on. And that lasted about six months into the pandemic. And then the channel I have right now, like loses a thousand subscribers. Like I have almost a hundred percent approval on almost all my videos, like 90 mm -hmm. in the 95 to hundred percent like to dislike ratio. And yet I still lose uh, like a thousand subscribers a month. <laughs> because like it's yeah. just you know you know they've marked you you know what i mean oh yeah i, I was following you like crazy because i was like looking for more content and about you and what you you know what your message is and then all of a sudden it went blank it went radio silence i'm like what the hell is going on 
And that sounds just about right. Um, they, I mean, I still like once every couple months get a strike from them for like mm-hmm. the last strike I got, uh, was from a video from like 20 or early 2020. Uh, and they're, they're, they was talking about medical information. And like, I was like, everything I said in that video has been proven to be completely hundred percent correct because I, I'm sure I, I, I kind of pride myself on this. I've been right about every fucking thing for, for, the, for the pandemic. Um, just because it's, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but one, I did work in healthcare a long time. I employed doctors, you know, and I know how to read a study and I know how to read data and information. And you're looking at it like, I, like I, I used to teach a class on how to wear masks, you know, when I, when I worked in healthcare and uh, wearing them is unhealthy for people. Like, it's just, it's generalized. Like you don't want it. it, It's you touching your face more often. You're not expelling the toxins. Uh, most people have been using them incorrectly for years now. And it's it's really, I, in my mind, it's what's one of the reasons why we're so sickly now is because we're constantly touching our faces with this dirty cloth. Most people like having their pocket next to their penis. You know what I mean? Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, this, it's this weird shit that we like societally, a huge portion of us have lost our fucking minds. You know, I agree with that a hundred percent. I have never been on board with the government bullshit that's going on. And it's just, it's, I feel like sometimes we're in a matrix matrix simulation. I really do. It it seems very much like that. Like the reality of it is like the CDC, the NIH, even the USDA uh, and the FDA, they they should be able there to provide information and make suggestions. They should not dictate what we can do. Like the FDA operates outside the scope of the constitution on a daily basis. At no point in time should they be able to regulate the, regulate what, uh, what drugs are legal and illegal. Like I, that, that's find me that in the constitution anywhere. Like, cause and again, I'm a very strict constitutionalist, you know, like, I don't understand why, like, uh, I, I don't, I've never understood why they have authority. 25% of all the drugs that are approved by the FDA get recalled for being dangerous. 25%. You know, why like, do you think? Good. No, no, please finish. No, I, I go ahead. I, I, my, my ADHD lost it. Which is a real <laughs> What is your what are your thoughts on uh, medical marijuana and using other stores? I was on uh, a benzo for nightmares and night terrors that I had from PTSD, mm-hmm. and my doctor suggested, my neurologist suggest, suggested using indica, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love, and I use it at night. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on on using alternative methods? Well. Uh- the thing is, marijuana, like the alternative, what, what most people need to realize, pharmaceutical methods are the alternative methods. Like, I mean, I think we have it just so backwards in our, in our you know, our frame of reference and thought. The pharmaceutical, the artificial remedies are, in fact, the, like, alternative medicine, you know? Medicine is nature to me, like... If you we, if we really empl- em, employed all the benefits of you know different compounds and different medications found in nature, uh, it would take care of a lot. Plus, we we don't we don't lead healthy lifestyles at all whatsoever. So a lot of what the pharmaceutical industry takes care of is you know uh, poor lifestyle driven, like something like uh, eighty to ninety percent of all chronic illnesses in in, uh, in the country or that we have like our chronic illness burden 80 to 90 percent of it is all lifestyle driven so like if everybody would just lead a healthy lifestyle 80 to 90 percent of all chronic illness would just fall away that's 80 percent of all diabetes 80 percent of all 
uh, cardiovascular disease, all cancers, strokes, liver disorders, those sorts of things. Uh, the things that clog our healthcare system most predominantly, if we actually had a preventive, you know, uh, preventative-based model healthcare system, all that stuff would fall off. It works also, it works out to like 1.3 million lives a year uh, are, are taken, 1.3 to 1.6, I believe it is, are taken from avoidable lifestyle-driven chronic illnesses but also it's 2.7 to $3.1 trillion in shared healthcare expenditure, which a lot of people don't realize that's shared health, that's, that's healthcare revenue that's for big companies, right? But I personally think that the alternative medicine is pharmaceutical medication, like benzodiazepines, there's not a good history for people to be on them long, long time, you know? It's absolutely but, horrible. Yeah, but I've known people that have smoked marijuana for fucking, you know, 60 fucking years, you know? I'm a big believer, like, when, as you ask me these questions, it's always, you're almost always going to see it boil down to like, I don't understand how the government has put themselves in a position that they can tell me what plants I can and can't grow on my fucking yard. Yeah. I mean, if I, if I want to grow marijuana and use it, there's like, there should not be a damn soul that can tell me I'm not allowed. Right. Like, right. I, I mean, it, it's my yard. It's I'm putting it in my body I'm growing it. There should never, ever, ever be an instance uh, where the government says you're not allowed to do that. That's it, it's 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 you know to me that's running in an unconstitutional scope, you know. And to be real, I not only that, but I think everybody should grow marijuana, uh, <laughs> at least a at least a plant because it's medicine. Like to a great degree, depending on the strain you want to grow. And I don't mm -hmm. like just so for for the for law enforcement officers, I don't. You can check my yard. <laughs> you can check my yard, uh, but. Um, I think that everybody should and should be allowed to, because if you want to use it for personal use, first of all, it would eliminate a massive amount of crime and stuff like that if people could just get their hands on it, you know? Uh, secondly, I have no idea why you should have to get permission from the government to smoke a fucking plant. I just, I, that doesn't make any fucking sense to me. That's awesome. Like, like, like uh, eat it, smoke it, anything like that. I have no idea, I have no idea why people are okay with that. That's just makes no, no sense to me. And whether you want to or not, like it shouldn't affect other people being able to or not, you know? And it's again, show me in the constitution where, where they say that they, they're allowed to restrict what plants we fucking grow. It's so just full on idiocy to me. I just can't get over it, you know? Um, but I believe in alternative, like a huge portion of what we do is uh, like, where's it at right here? I had it. I had just had it here. This is our supplement right now. It's no morbidity. And it's basically, uh, four ingredients that are naturally occurring that came from Ayurvedic medicine, uh, thousands of year olds medications, or wow. they, they are just used in uh, their modern techniques for extraction of the, of the good parts of it. You know? So it's like, like the one is the, the one ingredient Slimaluna comes from a, uh, like a succulent plant, like a cactus from India. And it's the, it's just refined down to, to pill form, you know? So it's things like that where I, I believe in much more. Like I don't, I don't take pharmaceuticals. Like, I really don't. Like uh, there's no need. Now, don't get me wrong. Like if my, like when my doctor tells me I should go on TRT, I'm gonna be like, where do I fucking stick it in? You know, like I love TRT. I, yeah, I'm, I'm good with that. I'm in the middle right. of downsizing right now too. Like I was a very, very, very big guy. I ate myself extremely, extremely large at one point in time. Mm -hmm. Extremely strong too, but I'm downsizing right now. I'm gonna try to get down to under 180 pounds. Wow. Uh, yeah. So I, and I was like 280 something at one point in time a couple of years ago. So I want to bounce, just, I want to bounce over to that. Mm -hmm. What is your, I, what is your athletic background? 
I was a uh, I was a, the captain of the track team in high school. I was a, a championship pole vaulter. I did gymnastics, uh, judo, and, and taekwondo for many, 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 many years. Uh, nothing like in college. I, in college, I ran track, and that's about it. Besides that, I started lifting when I was like thirteen, and I've always been like I. <laughs> And it all, it almost sounds like a little bit of a brag, but I'm like a super naturally gifted athlete. Like, I mean, I really, like I've had, I have, you know, even now, even in my fifties, I have very good jumping ability. Like I can get up in the air. Um, How old are you? I'm 51 years old. I'm going to be 52. I'm 55. When my granddaughter was born three years ago, um, my entire life changed big mm -hmm. time. And like I said, she's three years old and I, was all about using anabolic steroids and I, I didn't care what I put into my system. Five years ago, I was about to hit um, nationals uh, as a bodybuilder, heavyweight bodybuilder. Mm -hmm. And the morning of the show, I screwed up on my diuretic um, and I crashed to the floor. I had a seizure. Mm -hmm. I, I am epileptic, uh, epileptic yeah. but yeah, my, my wife uh, gave me an ultimatum. You either compete and die or you stay married to me and that's your that's your choice yeah. i still wanted to compete for five years in a row because i never got on stage yeah so mine was a little mine was a little weird because like i was always the big guy like i mean like once once it just got to the point where my athleticism was just pretty much aimed at lifting and jumping and stuff like that just from just for fun of it you know i think when i met my wife i was like 200 and 205 pounds something like that and I was young. I mean, obviously fucking 20, 20 years younger, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> and I, I, you know, I had a four pack at two Oh five, like, I mean, like not a six pack, but a four pack definition, very strong, like, like 120 pound dumbbells overhead press seated for sets of 10. Very, you know, very naturally strong. Wow. And then uh, I took DH, I, I've taken DHEA and DIM before, so I don't ever claim natural or anything like that. But, okay. uh, the, you know, as we got together and everything like that, like I didn't like really focus on any of that for a while, building a career in healthcare, everything like that. And lifting was always just kind of like my side thing, right? Then all of a sudden, like I was pretty big and YouTube started to take off a little bit. So I was the strong guy in the room. I, I was squatting close to 600 pounds every, you know, couple times a week, a couple times a week in the gym. <laughs> and I was, I was, I had signed up for my first, uh, powerlifting, my first ever powerlifting competition in my 40s, right? And I was set to, like, I was pretty much going to smash regional records, you know, for my age bracket, because, like, the, the, the record for the, for the region was something like 475 for my, for what I was going to weigh, and you know, like that. And I'm wow. crushing it by 100 pounds, right? Obviously. And then, uh, and I was the type of, like, sit down, like, I allowed, like, the pursuit of strength, especially for YouTube, to like kind of trick me into thinking like I need to just get bigger and bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger and stronger. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like hoovering food, like, you know, 10 McDoubles and just fucking smashing like whole sushi boats myself and shit like that. Right. And I'm getting like every pound I gain, I'm getting stronger. Like, like just, it's just like freakish, like, you know, like pause squats of five of five for sets of five, like, you know, like ridiculous shit that I'd never dreamed jealous. Of, right. Um, and then like one week, like all of a sudden, like shit felt, started feeling really fucking heavy, you know? And one of the things I'm naturally, I've, I've said I'm a naturally gifted athlete. One of the things I've always been naturally gifted with is my recovery. 
Like I can work out a body part a day and a half later, I'm good. As long as my protein levels are good and I get adequate mm-hmm. sleep and hydration, I fucking can crush it, right? And everything started feeling really fucking heavy and really fatigued and really sore, like really bad. And I'm like, fuck, what the fuck's going on? Maybe I'm just not sleeping well, this and that, blah, 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 right? And finally one day, and I had noticed some shit that I was like avoiding in my head, like holding my breath to tie my shoes, you know, like flights wow, of stairs. Wow, I remember flights, those days. Yeah, flights of stairs not being great, you know, you know right. what I mean? Like I, I, can, I, I, I can squat 550 pretty fucking easy, you know, like ass to grass, but like fucking a flight of stairs is pretty much scary as fuck. Uh, and then I turned to my wife and I was like, I just don't think I'm sleeping well. And she looked right at me in the face and said, you think? You know, like with that like look in her face and uh, her eyebrows went up, that's a big tell. But, uh, and she was like, you're snoring so bad, I can't even... I can't, I can't even imagine it. So I had right. sleep apnea. I, I had developed sleep apnea and I was huge. I was like 280 something, you know, I'm five, I'm five, nine, five, 10. So, I mean, I was fucking huge, you know, and don't get me wrong. I had a big gut, but like I wore a 54 regular jacket. Like I filled in a fucking doorway. You know what I mean? And, um, canceled, canceled the powerlifting tournament like immediately said, okay, here's what we're going to do. Like, cause I know about nutrition. I did nutrition in healthcare, you know, like, uh, but here's what we do. And I fucking, like I lost a good, uh, close to a hundred pounds, uh, in like eight, nine months. And we documented it and everything like that. Now I did it kind of the wrong way because I just ate the same thing every single day and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And then we've, 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 you know, progressed from there, but my, that was my kind of my, my telltale moment. Like, you know, now I look back on it. It's like kind of like almost like I'm like embarrassed almost like, just to be just to be the strong guy in the room i was right, right. Year, years with my wife and my kids stuff like that it's fucking stupid it's like almost embarrassing and i wish more people would get that way like don't get me wrong like uh mark globeliner's mark Globeliner is like my best friend besides my wife and my son and he's and he's a and yeah he bought he's a bodybuilder but he's downsized like i like begged him to downsize and he's downsized really? a lot oh yeah yeah dude, i mean he's like two he's like I got like an inch or two on Mark and he fucking was like 240. Like, I mean, and like, I don't know if you've ever met him, but he's peeled to the bone. Like, my, it, it, my it, former business partner uh, works with him at MTS Nutrition. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's like always lean, like always, always super lean. So, I mean, and I'm happy he's downsized. I'm not against bodybuilding at all. I've mm-hmm. never understood it. It's not my thing. Like, uh, but, <laughs> my wife is the same way. Yeah. It's not my thing. Um, but, uh, I just wish more people would get there, especially because we've, we're living in such a weird society right now where health mm-hmm. should be, you know, we pretend like health is such a big thing that we're willing to destroy all of society for, uh, because like, well, we got to protect the hospitals. We got to protect everybody from catching a cold and shit like that. But everybody treats their bodies like shit. Yeah, you know? I agree. Kind of crazy. Now, what, what, uh, is it fair to say that you have a mission statement for obesity? I, I don't necessarily mission statement. I do believe that people that uh, are morbidly obese have lots of issues when it comes to both the mental and physical aspect of it, especially mm-hmm. in our food system today. Uh, mission statement, I really just, I want to help as many people get healthy as possible, but people have to want to, that's for sure. Sure. Uh, we, we, we've coached likely a thousand people uh, online from like healthy weights or from morbidly obese states to healthy weights. Um and the, the biggest thing is they're all ready to hear it. Now, don't get me wrong. It's easy when some of them, when we're able to offer them a supplement regimen that completely removes their hunger 
and takes away blood sugar. Like our next product it focuses on blood sugar regulation, glycemic control. So there's no, uh, there's no sugar cravings, stuff like that. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm, I'm, on, I'm on it right now. It's amazing. But uh, like the mission statement would be like, I just, I don't, I don't like, I, I don't like when people lie to themselves or we lie to society. And we're very much in a state where political correctness, and I even have a video from forever ago, we're going to politically correct ourselves to death. You know, we're not having the conversations we need to have as a society at all. Like we've got, like, it's almost illegal to say that a fat person's unhealthy on social media right now, when in fact they're just unhealthy. Like, it's like this state of crazy denial and I feel bad for them. Like, I mean, I, I often say like me being harsh and I don't even consider it harsh. This is just how I fucking talk. Uh, but me, be, me being very, very bluntly and honest, bluntly honest and harsh to people is way kinder to them than somebody will look them straight in the face and say, no, you're fine being 300 pounds. You know, right, I, mean? right. I don't know any, like nobody should, I don't, you have to be an enormous person to have a three as your, as the first number of your weight mm -hmm. and be close to healthy. Uh, I don't know, like fucking Shaquille O'Neal was like, on fat at 300 and some pounds, you know, like gigantic. Yeah. Yeah. And he's an enormous human being. Like the only person I can think that would need to be is I, I at one point in time met uh, Paul white, who he's, he's the big show in, uh, mm -hmm. in pro rep and pro wrestling. I met right, him right. like 20, like 25 years ago. No, we're not the same species. Like, I mean, it's, it's for real. Like, like my hand, my whole hand would fit in the palm of his hand when I shook <laughs> his hand, you know, but and he's, he was all of 450 pounds, but wow. he's still he, like, he has, well, he has gigantic, he had gigantism. So he was just, he's enormous, like enormous, right. enormous. We're not the same, you know, it's like, we're not the same species, but now 300 pound people are, are very common occurrence, like extremely 300 pound women are a common occurrence and no, like no woman should have a two as their first number. That's too high. You know, and I and I get a lot of flack for like people are like well, that's a generalized statement. <laughs> no, it's not. No, no woman, should, no woman should have a two as the front number of their weight. Like, e like even like pro female basketball players who are like six nine should be mm -hmm. like in the hundred nineties. It's just, they don't have the same hormonal balance or skeletal frame to carry two hundred plus pounds of weight. You know. And don't get me wrong, I'm sure there's some genetic outliers and somebody will be like, well, what about this person? I might be like, okay. But along those same lines, like we can't like suggest or coach to the exception when a humongous portion of the country is radically, radically fat. Um, the light, latest statistics that are out were from 2016 to 2018. Mm -hmm. and uh, they were 42.5% obese in America. And those were 2018 numbers that, you know, that, that, they, that they published. So it's probably 2016 that they collected. I would argue that we're easily over 50-some percent obesity in America, just on natural progression. But then yet alone, the great fattening of 2020, when everybody hit inside, hit inside right. from the air, when everyone was terrified of the air, you know? Uh, and just ate DoorDash and gyms were closed and all that stupid, stupid, stupid shit, right? But the 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 biggest thing is it's unsustainable what we're at right now. So like the mission, like kind of a mission statement would be like, we, we got to save the country. Mm -hmm. you know, like, and I know it sounds like dramatic, 
but this is a not a this is not a sustainable uh, state of health for our country. It's just not. We cannot. We are we are militarily weakened in lots of regards due to the pandemic and the, and the vaccine mandates and all that shit. Uh, but we also were having trouble for like a decade before then getting people into the military that were physically capable because of fatness. Uh, and now it's even worse. Like it's there's something like something like two thirds of 20 year olds are too fat to be in the military. It's insane, you know, mm -hmm. and it's just not societally bearable yet alone. The stuff I talked about earlier were as a shared societal burden through our taxes and our shared healthcare expenditures through shared healthcare policy, you know, you know, rates and stuff like that. I mean, it's trillions of dollars a year that we spend on lifestyle driven chronic illnesses instead of prevention. That's not sustainable. It's just not, you can go to any Walmart and know that, that like the, we have gotten so fat so quickly, especially in the last 10 years, that the wave of type two diabetes, cardiovascular disease, liver disease, uh, things like that, that is coming within the next five, 10 years is fucking mm -hmm. biblical. I mean, I, and I'm an atheist, but I'm telling you, it's biblical in nature. It, like we, we, we want to talk about plagues. The plague is fatness. It, it really is right now, you know? What, branching off of that, what about body, body, body positive concepts for obesity? What, what are your thoughts on, is it realistic? Uh, well, I mean, it depends on what, you, like, what the definition is. Like my idea of body positivity is that you treat your body positively. Uh, like, you know, it's the only body you have. I hate when people say I live in a fat body or I live in this body. No, you, right. are, you are, you are your body. You actually, it's who the fuck you are. Um, and that's said by people that don't want to, they want to separate themselves from their generalized appearance or generalized how they take care of their body. Uh, it's a mental def defense mechanism, but like body, if you're talking about body positivity as it is with like fat acceptance and all those things, mm -hmm. it's just, it's, it's literally societal ridiculousness that is be able, like they're able to make money from these folks. The largest consumers of goods, services, pharma are fat people. They eat more, they use more pharma. Um, they like, they you know, are use, use more healthcare resources. Something like if 80% of, you know, if 80% of healthcare burden is chronic illness related, that's 80% of the resource usage is chronic illness related. There's no inherent uh, incentive for these companies to have people be less fat. That's why when a, when a new novel virus hits that's hard on elderly people and fat people sure. two years, three years ago hits, nobody said, hey, maybe we should unfatten ourselves. Instead, in those three years, we've literally started plastering fat women on covers of magazines saying mm -hmm. that they're healthy. Like it's so it's such clown world that we have people that literally say we should close down the country to protect us against the cold, but nobody is saying these people should lose weight. You know, that's why it's another reason why I knew it was all bullshit. You know, like it was just all bullshit. But what's your company to answer your question, fat acceptance and body positivity in their current iteration is nothing but damaging to society. It's a, it's a, a social justice system to oppress people and make them think that they're actually being lifted up. They, I mean, we, they think that they're being lifted up and they're, you hear about like, oh, well, fat people are marginalized. There is no more privileged person on the fucking planet than the American fat person. To be able to afford enough food, have access to enough food, to be able to glutton yourself to a state of societal burden that, that society then literally 
everybody pays for, like through healthcare costs and uh, taxes to go towards healthcare expenditure. Everybody mm -hmm. pays for it. That is privilege, like massive privilege. So, what were you saying about my business? Uh, yeah, I'd like to. I want the people to know uh, what your supplement line is and how it serves people. Well, no morbid, no morbidity is uh, our first SKU, our first product under the Ambrosia Collective umbrella, um, and it is a non uh, non stimulant non uh, excuse me non stimulant non thermogenic appetite suppressant. Uh, it basically works on the biological mechanism of hunger. So instead of it dampening the uh, ghrelin in your stomach, it actually, your body produces less of it. It also has some good stress relief stuff, KSM 66, which is uh, ashwagandha, and Slimaluna has some stress relief stuff that is outstanding. If people are less stressed, they hydrate well, and they're less hungry, they tend to eat less. And it just helps people just gradually lose weight. We've had people pitch like weight losses of 20 to 22% of their body mass in the first four or five months they've used it. Um, especially for really big people, that's a lot, you know, like, wow. uh, we've had, we've had people lose 50, 60 pounds on this in four months, uh, just because they all of a sudden, instead of having to take, like they go from eating 3000 to 4,000 calories a day, they're able to go down to 1500 to 2000 calories a day. Plus they are able to get more exercise in plus they're sleeping better because they're less stressed. So uh, that's, it's our, the first in the line. I love all the Ambrosia products though. I absolutely use every single one of them. Our next one, I can't, we, I, we're still in trademark for the name. So I can't, well, I always just call it product two, but it is going to be um, hopefully out within the next first, within the first fiscal quarter of 2023. And it mm -hmm. is completely geared on uh, blood sugar regulation, increasing insulin sensitivity, uh, helping with glycemic load. So if you eat something that would normally cause you to be hungrier because it has a glycemic response in your body, it kind of blocks and mitigates that effect. And it has really good anti-inflammatory properties to it too, which again, most obese people are in a constant, uh, a constant state of chronic inflammation. And that's actually what causes chronic illness is the inflammation. It gets in their lungs, it gets in their, uh, their heart and that sort of thing too. So we're, we're trying to basically, basically, I'm not a big sports supplement guy, even though that they, uh, Ambrosia does have a sports side to it. I'm a big healthcare supplement guy. I believe again, Ayurvedic medicine is the way to go. You know, uh, ancient wisdom with modern techniques, you know, where can they find it? Uh, AmbrosiaCollective.com or tigerfitness.com. You can also just follow me at Alan Roberts on YouTube or the Alan Roberts on, on Twitter. Now that, uh, my other one got hacked and banned and shit like that. Uh, or, or, or the MF or the MFing COO on, at, uh, uh, on Instagram. Okay. I, well, I'm going to wrap this up. I know you're a busy guy. Well, and I, appreciate I, it, man. I appreciate you having me on. I really appreciate you hooking me up with an interview. I, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. My pleasure, man. My pleasure. Right. Let me know if there's anything I can do for you, sir. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you, man. We'll talk soon. Bye. All righty. Bye-bye.